What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You podcast. You've got your hosts, Pat and Jules here. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Happy midweek. The middle of the week, it's like the best and the worst time of the week. Yeah. Um. When this comes out on Wednesdays, I like Wednesdays. I don't. We always record Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I don't really like Tuesdays. It's always my busiest day. It's like my longest day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's the middle of the week, and we're we're thriving. We are absolutely thriving. Um, and unfortunately, when I say that, you may or may not sense a little bit of sarcasm. It's not that we're not. <laughs> we are not thriving. I think, and it, you know, we'll get into this a little bit. It's been so gray. It's been so like, rainy. Actually, I say this to you it's every day, been... and you're like, it hasn't been that bad. It has. Well, because I try and like manage it with myself but you i'm just it's not that i'm like being emotional about it i'm just like it has literally been so gray yeah and the the what i was thinking about on my walk this morning is how can i teach myself to remind myself that the gray rainy days are just as pretty as the sunny blue days because there's beauty in all i like about it okay it's not about how it looks um and i think the gray the rain the cold you know, we've talked a lot about seasonal depression, and I just think there's some stuff going on that, um, I don't know, Julia has been in a little bit of a, a headspace recently. I mean, for many different reasons, but yeah. I think I've talked about this on here, how affected I am by, like, environment and news and stuff. So, like, lately I've just been, like, I've been really contemplating, like, how much intake I'm taking in on social media and how... Mm-hmm. It's a big battle for me of like wanting to use it for work, but also I'm I end up getting sucked into things and I don't feel like I was always like this with social media, but like lately I'm just like I am really getting sucked into like real life events, but they are altering my brain like they are affecting me so much to where like I am just kind of having like mental breakdowns about specific things that are happening that have nothing to do with me. Yeah. Um, so that's like one side of it. The other side is <clears throat> I'm a, I feel like I am just like very confused as a person because of all the content that I take in. And I'm sure some of you can relate to this, but when I'm listening, I'm like, and this is kind of for podcasts. Obviously you guys are listening to this podcast. Um, but when I'm listening to podcasts or TikToks and I'm hearing all these different sides to different topics, it's really cool because you can learn a lot. And that's why I've loved listening to podcasts and listen to other people. I think I've come to a place now where I'm listening to so much that I am mm-hmm. just like coming out of it being like confused. I'm yeah. confused. I I don't know what's what's good or what's bad. I feel like it's not even about that. I don't know what I believe in certain things and what I want to do going forward. And that honestly just makes my stomach hurt. Like it makes me, it just makes me uncomfortable that I feel like I don't trust myself right now. And like, I hate that. I think there are two parts to that. And the first part being our like lives and careers right now, obviously being tied to content creation and like social media. It's not just to say like, oh, we just post and then leave social media. We are constantly, I think, on social media, like looking for trends, looking for topics, looking for, you know, everything, any like advantage we can try and find, which means we are on social media a lot. And a lot of that is tied to 
like our careers right now. And the second to that is, and we've talked about this before of like content overload and how there can be so many different opinions around like one thing. And I think, but it's like upsetting. It doesn't, it, it, it's, it's not upsetting. It's like, like overwhelming. I think is it's what overwhelming I though, because I believe different sides so that yep. when I'm, it's not like I hear a side and I'm like, Oh, that's where I stand. It's like, mm-hmm. I hear a side, I hear another side and I'm like, I could be completely swayed both ways. So like, how do I know what to do or what I believe? Like, I don't, yeah. like, I don't have my own opinions. Well, anymore. I think this is where, and I've said this before like there is no right or wrong way to live your life or do what you want to do right you've got to be able to make your own decisions and like live with it and be confident in why you're making those decisions yeah and i know that means a lot of different things and there are a lot of different opinions that you see and that you hear and you know you you seek out uh advice and some of these things and like you know, you can have two people that you really trust and have really good, um, like that are really intelligent on it, tell you two completely different things. Right. And that's, and it's like, oh my gosh, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And I think part of that from like my perspective with you is just like where you're at right now today, obviously with your mental health, like you've got to try to limit that and, like be more confident in what you're doing because you a lot of these opinions are telling you to do something else it makes you feel like you're like you know broken or you're doing something wrong when you're not yeah well i don't think i'm doing something yeah i mean not that you're doing something wrong but that you could be doing something better that you could be doing something different that you shouldn't be doing this because that is this oh don't do this because that it's like just like no shit everything is always gonna like i'm never gonna be the best at anything and i think you know when i think about our podcast and we talk a lot about our podcast like there are so many of these other podcasts where people are i can't even say they are experts they're claiming to be experts yeah and they give you their opinions and it's like that's the you're it's an opinion yeah. you're not you know you're not just talking about you know your experience you're saying if you want to be this do this and i hate that yeah so yeah um i think i just like want to get to a place in the next few years of my life where i have like my routine and what works for me in every aspect of my life like mm-hmm. For example, I want to get to a place where like I know what type of food works for my body and what I want to eat and how I feel the best. And I know that this is how alcohol makes me feel and I want to have this amount of alcohol or not this amount of alcohol and that's great. I want to get to a place where like this is what works in our relationship, which we're good at. Mm-hmm. I want to know like this is how I grow my business and this works for me. Like I just want all areas of my life not to be perfect. I want to always be able to grow, but I want to be in a place where like I'm not questioning my own opinions. Yeah. And like the content overload of social media right now has me questioning like everything that I do. Yeah. And it's my own fault. Sure. But I just think a lot of people can relate to that of being like there's just so much out there. And when I get sucked in, I really have been getting sucked in lately. And it's a scary thought because I, I never used to get like that. Mm hmm. So. Yeah, I think the only way to, well, maybe it's like a two-sided, the only way to really meet and do that, what you're talking about, is you have to, 
one, eliminate all the other opinions because you're there are a million other opinions and you're going to listen to them. And two is to just be so confident in yourself and what you're doing that you mm-hmm. are able to just, you know, argue and defend your position. Yeah. And even not even outwardly facing argue and defend your position, inwardly defend your position. Yeah. So um, that was a pretty quick deep dive right yeah. at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. We kind of just went for it there. We are, what's the date? We have like. I don't even know. A little over two weeks till we move. Yeah. I think when this episode comes out, it'll be February 1st. No, 2nd. No, 1st. 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our countdown is on for the move, 20 days for us to move. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I think that'll hopefully be a nice reset for us. Yeah. I, I, I feel like and this is also what I hate is that I, I plan like... I don't always do this, but it's like, oh, I'm so excited for the move because like I'm going to start doing this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like I'm waiting and I can't just start things now. But the reset of that does feel good. It feels good to be like, okay, let's actually have a reset, a refresh with yeah. everything and just begin again, mm-hmm. which I think is fine. Yeah, I definitely. I think changing the environment you're in is like an awesome way to reset. Well, there's so many things and we've talked about this. So I can be short just about like getting our own place that are so like feels like a reset like i can actually have my own bed i can make my bed and i can like what it looks like just all of the little things yeah so i feel like that being the reset is exciting because i'm like okay i'm in this like weird place right now but like i have all these ideas and it's just kind of things that i am not really gonna like start doing until i get there Mm -hmm. with that being said i'm like well how can i also then just relax right now and just like kind of enjoy the last few weeks at the beach and Mm -hmm. maybe even take a break like maybe even that would be nice (laughs) <laughs> you're not very good at that i'm i'm really not and it's yeah mm-hmm. it's not working out in my favor yeah you'll get there though i feel confident okay thanks for being the confidence i need yeah anyway um, it's do you have anything else to say i was just gonna say giveaway oh okay yeah so this episode i since the new year we've been talking about just some different things being more proactive about asking for you guys to share this at the episodes asking for you guys to leave comments and um you know that is always just so helpful and so reassuring to us um but with this episode we actually wanted to do a little bit of a giveaway with kind of our our request to share so the giveaway here is if you send us a screenshot an Instagram screenshot, send us a message there of you texting this episode to somebody. Just, you On know. On the love that for you pod Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Go to, go to like, find that share button, copy the link, send it as a text message, send it to somebody you think might enjoy these episodes, take a screenshot of that text, send it as a DM to the love that for you. And um, yeah. And Julia and I, before this, we were like, well, what are we going to give away? And we're not exactly sure. It might just be a box of goods. It might be some It'll be something some you stuff. Like. It might just be, I don't know, maybe we'll just Venmo you 50 bucks and yeah, just say thank you. it's going to be something. Yeah, it'll it's be good. Be so, yeah, do that. Um, and we love you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, it because it is the first of the month, we are doing our advice column, which we, I don't know. I feel like, have we been good about this every month? Last year we were good about it. We haven't been great about it. I would say, I guess the end of the year. Yeah. But going to get back into it. Yeah. So I actually asked you guys if you could send in stuff that wasn't necessarily related to relationship, just because 
I feel like we do a lot a lot with relationship stuff and we have like our own episodes based on relationships because that's like what our podcast is. So I wanted you guys to send in some stuff that was just a little bit different than that. Mm-hmm. Can we just get into it? Yeah, Did let's get into the, it. Love that for you one. The first one. I lo- Also, I love that you guys are responding into our forum, our forms on when I put the link out there because... It's just so much better to get a little bit more detail. And I know that the question box is easy, but we don't always get to like see as much information. So anyway, when is the right time to move out of your parents' house? I just turned 25 yesterday. I am financially independent, but my commute is only 15 minutes from my parents' house. Does it make sense to stay because of the convenience or is it better because of my age of financial independence to start building something on my own? I like Hmm. this question. That's a good question. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I'm not sure you're going to like our answer, though. I kind of yeah. feel like, well, because I think I know where we're both going to land. I kind of think we might have different. Okay, I'm, go. Have, you want me to go? Yeah, I want you to go first. Um, it kind of, It's kind of both. So I feel like there's nothing wrong. There's pros and cons. There's mm-hmm. pros and cons living at your parents' house. I think because you're, like, you're financially independent, your commute is only 15 minutes, fine, great, stay at your parents. Like, I mm-hmm. think staying at your parents is okay for a certain amount of time, if you are independent and financially independent and you're working on yourself and like you're good, like you don't need them. But at mm-hmm. the same time, if they're like, hey, stay a while, like save some money, like you're really close to work, you're doing everything on your own. But like we have this house for you. And and if they're offering and you get along with them, great. I think there's nothing wrong with being 25 and living at home. Yeah. Um, The other side for me is there is so much to learn by mm-hmm. not living at home. And if you can do it, I think that you should move out. Yeah. Is that what you were going to say? I would say that's pretty much it. Yeah. I think. I mean, those are the only two options. It's, it, yeah, those are the, those are the two <laughs> options and you but did mo- not those help. Those are my reasons behind both. Like, I think it's good to stay home and save money. Even for us, mm-hmm. you're in your 30s. I'm in my late 20s. And we, I mean, different circumstances, but like we're financially completely stable, but we yeah. live with our, you know. I think, yeah, if... If I had to give somebody advice and like, obviously it's only based off of, you know, that little um, snippet of what was written in. But for me, I would say move out. Like, just go do it. You will not regret doing that. You're going to get, I think, life experience. You're going to, you know, you're saying you're independent already, but you're really going to build out that independence you're going to start to see and think about the world in different and new ways. Um, and it sounds like you have a good relationship with your family. So you're always, you know, welcome to come home, welcome to come visit, welcome to, you know, be there with them. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, go do it. And, you know, I think you the, won't regret it. No, it'll, you won't it'll regret be such it. a good life experience to like get your life started on your own. Mm-hmm. I think 25, actually, I think I left when I was 24. I was, and yeah 23 yeah i was 24 when i left and i think it was one of like the hardest things for me and i moved you know 500 miles away and it was one of the hardest things for me but it was one of like the most like found myself and grew times for me as well like i moved to a completely new city um where i knew zero people and had to meet people, had to like figure out what social life meant. We're in a town where you knew nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to build friendships that, you know, will last me the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think like, 
that kind of forced me into a like a grow mode like it For took me, me out of the comfort of home yeah i moved out without having any money mm -hmm. so for me moving out was like it wasn't even about like living at home. It was, I wanted to move to New York city. So it was like, I have to go do this. <laughs> yeah. Well for us too. And I think this is how you and I think a little bit, which is, I don't know, maybe bad, but if anybody ever asks us like, should I do it or not? I think you and I are always like, just do it. Like go do it. And for us, it's like, yeah, you know, you were 20, I was 27 when we started dating and we were doing long distance and how many people told you or questioned the decision you were making mm -hmm. and you just did it and yeah. it worked out. And yeah. then it was like, oh, it's the middle of a pandemic and you guys are going to get a dog. Like, yeah. And that's probably yeah. the greatest decision we ever made. A lot of decisions And then it was made. like, oh, Pat, you're going to leave your full-time job to work with your wife. Yeah. And I just did mm -hmm. it. And it's oh julia you're gonna book a trip to europe one two weeks before yeah yeah just do <laughs> it and you know there, there are obviously like a lot of those stories like things like you know when we started dating and long distance and blah 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 it's like yeah there were a lot of times where it was really hard getting mm -hmm. a dog during the pandemic it was really fucking hard yeah our business really fucking hard a lot of times but the reward has been like being able to build and design our own life in a way that is forcing us to like grow and be yeah. rather than, you know, stay comfort. And, you know, I think re I really believe like when you are outside of your comfort zone, that's when you're growing. Yeah. What are some important questions slash topics you wish you would have talked through prior to getting married? Ooh, good question. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if we maybe... I don't know if we're going to have ones that we wish we talked through before getting married. Yeah. I would say that we have topics that we would say you should talk through before you get married. We were always very like open with each other before we got married. Mm -hmm. And I think anything that we were like, these would be deal breakers for me would be something I just learned from you. There was nothing like a specific topic that I was like, I have to talk to you about this before we get married. Because if it's not the same, then we can't get married. Yeah. Um, I think we just kind of like learned about each other and, but if you have specific, like, I think it's like if you have a specific deal breaker or something you like need from a person that might be like unique and mm -hmm. like that should be talked about. Yeah. I think the topics that come to mind for us were, right. We were talking about like religion and spirituality and I would say mostly as that relates to kids, that was a conversation for us before getting engaged or getting married. There was another big question for us was like professional, like what were we going to do with jobs and career once we got married? Because for us getting married meant we were going to have to move because we were doing long distance. Mm -hmm. So I was the one who had to take the leap and move um, or that was the plan. COVID yeah. had other plans. Um, and then I think like finances was an important one. But again, it wasn't like a make or break d type discussion. It was just kind of like, how do you think about this? And yeah. you know, I think the only thing for us was like, specifically with finances was like, we never want to be struggling. Like we yeah. wanted to make sure that we were both motivated enough 
that we were going to protect each other financially from, you know, whatever. And and that's not to say, I mean, we are both probably pretty risky with like our money and careers, Mm -hmm. but now we're at a point where like we have enough savings and everything. We're like, okay, we're, we're safe for a little bit if something were to happen. Yeah. How to not feel bad when you and a friend become distant. Nothing bad has happened in the relationship. I have just moved on and made different friends and we are doing different things. In the back of my mind, I always feel bad for not reaching out even though I don't want to reach out. I'm a such a ple- I am such a people pleaser. So am mm. I. Yeah. I have this exact I think thoughts. Yeah, I feel like I can picture this person person because and like I know the age demographic of a lot of our listeners and I think this is like a hard topic that we get. I don't, we get asked a lot. And I think we get asked a lot because a lot of people go through this. And I think a lot of times to the expectation is that you're going to be like, once you're friends with somebody, you're going to be friends with them forever. When in reality, that's very, very rarely the case. And I think I was watching that show. I was watching the, it was, I think it was the Mindy Project show or whatever. Mm. And it was like a scene where she was at a high school or a middle school or something. And she was like talking to the kids and she was like, I don't know what's with you teenagers, but you're addicted to like, everything has to be forever. Like when you're in a relationship and you're 16 and you don't say it's forever, then you guys get all pissed off. And yeah. when you're with your friend and it's best friends forever, it's like, chances are you're not going to be best friends forever, but everyone's obsessed with saying it. Mm-hmm. And like, it just was so funny. Cause I was like, Oh my God, it's so true. Think about when you were young and you're like everything, you think everything has to be forever. And yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing, but it's like, we kind of are all trained at a young age to like really protect that. Yeah. Specifically, I think like if you're in a, you know, relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend, like that breaking up is a little bit expected. Like you kind of are taught about like heartbreak and how that can happen and how to get through it and all that. But when it comes to like a friend, you're like, oh, friends forever, BFF. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you start to grow apart, there is like this person wrote in saying like this, like feeling of guilt or, um, this feeling of like failure, this feeling of like bad feelings towards each other mm-hmm. when oftentimes 99% of the time, most friendships aren't forever or they're not going to be as close um, forever. You know, a lot of times like you might be, I think about when I lived in DC, who my friends were there. I had like the absolute best group of friends when I lived in DC for four years. I don't talk to any of them anymore. And part of that is me, like I'm not the best at staying in touch and staying in contact, but it's also me just being like, you know, they made their impact on my life and I'm appreciative for that, but I'm also not naive enough to like sit here and be like, oh, it should have been forever. Like they came, they impacted, and then we've moved on. I think the thing I hate the absolute most is I is when people say like oh you've changed and it's like what the fuck are we doing if we're, if not, we're not changing, changing. and i'm like we talk about this a lot because it's like there are different parts of your life when you are this person and you do change and you're a completely different person and that's like how it should be and if if you have friends from that timeline that's amazing like that means you were both able to change together and support each other 
But just because that doesn't happen all the time doesn't mean that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me. It's hard for everybody to like kind of swallow that pill of like, you've changed or whatever. And it's like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I'm supposed all, to change. We're, yeah, we're all changing. You're supposed I'm not to the be same changing. Person I was You're supposed yesterday. to be. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think you should not feel bad about not reaching out if you don't want to reach out. Like, I get those same thoughts too. And it's like, there's just, you're putting too much energy into like, if you don't want to, don't. Yeah. And it should be under mutually understood that like, that doesn't mean I hate you. That doesn't mean I think lowly of you. It just means like, hey, my life is growing over here this direction. Your life is growing over that direction. And and you've said everything. When I see this, you at like, the bar around Christmas in our hometown, like I'm still gonna hug you I'm and still kiss excited. you. Yeah. Like it, it it doesn't have to be, you know, this like pent up thing that we make it. It's yeah. Like, Thirty five, a mom of two, twelve and six. Hmm. Really thinking about having another baby, but scared. What if it will be too much for me? I feel like time is ticking if I want to have another. Just so unsure and what to do. I feel like my life right now is going good. I have a good balance, I would say. But the thought of not having another baby ever again scares me. And I'm scared. What if I regret it? And then it will be too late to have one. I'm honored you're asking us, yeah. to be honest, because Because I I'm 35 with no kids. And I'm 28 with no kids. Yeah. So, I think... Um, I answer this question. Wait, let me just start out. Okay. With saying that my mom had my little brother when she was 45. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that's... Obviously, that was very rare. And it was like a... Um, not an accident because they wanted a third kid. But it was 10 years after um, me. Or no, mm-hmm. my brother. So we are... They're, my two brothers are 10 years apart. Mm-hmm. But you, have, you could have time. Like, who knows is what I'm saying. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say... Like I was saying earlier in the episode, like, if you want to do it, do it. You know, like, the what you're saying in there, like, what if it, I'm not ready? What if it, you know, changes? Yeah. It's like, yeah, what if you are ready? What if it ends up being the best thing you've ever done? Like, I think that you won't regret it. I don't think you'll regret it. It, yeah. it. It's, you know how hard having a kid is, right? Like, you've done it twice. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Also, you have I just started to talk and like kind of burped. A 12 and a six-year-old, I don't know from personal experience, but I have a feeling that they're very more self-sufficient and they would be helping you. Mm. Pat comes from one of seven. His mom always says that people are always like, how'd you do it with seven kids? And she was like, well, all of the older kids helped with the younger kids. Mm. Like, I think that it'll be a completely different experience because you'll be able to see like your older kids helping with your baby. And like when I had my mom had my little brother, I was seven and a half. So like I always helped her. And Mm -hmm. I think I also understand not wanting to change because you're in such a good balance. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, our life is perfect. We have us. We have Willow. Willow's in a good balance. Like why why even think about kids? Why do this? Mm-hmm. And it's like life is also about challenging yourself. When you're yeah. in a great balance, then maybe it's time to switch it up. Yeah, you're going to – you're you're already writing this because you want – You want one. You want that third kid. Mm-hmm. And everything that you've done and accomplished up until this point is proving – that you can do it. Yeah. Right? Like you're you've raised a twelve year old, you've raised a six year old, you're you know, you're 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 thinking about it. You're and it's the fear that something like adding the third kid, that something is gonna change everything for the worse. Like That's that mentality <laughs> is I hate that because it might make everything so much better. Yeah. And well, we're designed to think the fear and the worst when it's like, what about the 50% about like the good? Like, why are we always focused on the 50% of like, this could be bad? It's like, you has a 50-50 chance of being good or bad. And we're constantly thinking about the 
how it can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And we're designed to think that way, but yeah, I guess I don't know if we're designed. I think, to think that, that we that are. Way. Says my therapist. Yeah. Okay. Just that our minds will go to the negative. Mm-hmm. Like we have to train ourselves to be thinking about the positives more. Yeah, and uh, yeah, maybe innately like our minds go to the negative about fear. Yes. Yeah. But you can, I believe, train yourself to see and find the positive. Yeah, no, that's so. not what I was saying. Okay. I think it'd be so cool to have like a 12, 13-year-old and then a little baby. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be so cool. I always talk Could about... you imagine like your seven-year-old being a big brother, I big know. sister right now? That's I like... actually do always talk about having two kids and then being like done for a while and then being like later, mm-hmm. if you miss it, you can have another one. Yeah. I mean... Also, you have a 12-year-old and you're 35, so I would have already had to have kids by now. Let's worry about us and Willow before we start. You're like planning for our third child. No, I was just saying. I mean, if I wanted to have that age span, I'm already Yeah, that would be hard. I have like no kids, so. Yeah. You started young. Please don't share my name. How do I keep things, keep from taking things too personal? I feel like lately everything gets to me and makes me tick, and I hate that because it's not me, SOS. Hmm. You want to go first on that one, baby? No, I don't. Okay. Do you? I can go first. Um. Oh, but I guess you're gonna. No, go. No. Just thinking out loud. Yeah. So the first thing that came to mind for me hearing that, like, how do you not take something so personally is like one easier said than done. Like, that's a hard thing. If you were just somebody who does take everything personally, like that's kind of who you are a little bit. Um, Think of examples. Well, I I was listening to a podcast uh, over the weekend, and it was a um, a guy. He's written like ninety. It was like ninety three books. Like well known author, well known speaker, everything. And he was talking about how um, humans are so like tied up with like little details, like. Um, I think the one example he's like, oh, the one example he gave is somebody being like, oh, I put on five pounds. I'm feeling a little bit big. And he's like, hold up, pause. I just need to like zoom out for a little bit. And he's like, do you realize how big the world is? Do you realize how big the universe is? Do you realize how big like the galaxy and the stars and everything? And he's like, and you're going to complain about five pounds? Like, get over it. Nobody cares. Like... And I understand, like, from a human experience, like, five pounds, yeah, that doesn't feel great, and all these things that, like, you know, are so important to humans. But I guess to tie it to, like, the question you asked, like, I think that's how you remove yourself from taking stuff so personally. Like, take yourself out of the center of the universe. Like, the world doesn't revolve around you. Like, take things more lightly i think it's about also with what you just said yes of course we're going to have emotions to back to the same example you used Mm -hmm. i gained five pounds like yes that has happened and you can have that emotion but also just like don't take it so heavily Mm -hmm. and and have the emotion and be like great i'm just going to work on this but don't let it affect your day like yeah you can still be like oh i feel kind of shitty right now Mm -hmm. that sucks and then move on and yeah. then like work on it internally, work on it with yourself, but but like don't make it your personality, like, yeah. that type of thing. And I think if there's like one thing in particular that you're taking too personally, if it's happening from like one particular person, um, I think if you were to bring it up to that person and be like, 
hey, um, you said this the other day and that really hurt me, or you did this and that really bothered me, that other person is going to be like, I honestly had no idea that was bothering you or affecting it you. what it is, but. Okay, but remember, so we were watching The Bachelor last night. And yeah. the one girl took such a small comment. She took oh, it yeah. so personally. And and then she confronted no, she the like other start, girl. She was like trying to start. She, yeah, but she took it so personally. Yeah. Oh my and God. And it was just like, wait, you really took that personally? And the, uh, the girl she brought it to who set, made the comment was like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I did not mean to offend you. And I think that would be like most people's reaction. Um, yeah. Because there was no like mean intention behind it. And. Mm-hmm. I think once you realize the things that you're taking personally have zero intention behind them, you're kind of like, oh, they just said this. They don't mean it to be like somebody's like, um, I don't know. Somebody makes a small comment and then the rest of the day, it's all you can think about. Yeah. And then if you confronted that person being like, hey, this comment, you know, really hurt me. That person would be like that comment would like literally had zero intention behind it. Like, don't, I'm not trying to bother you. Something I like to do, which maybe you don't like this about me is like kind of use you as like my sounding board. Oh no. Like, I feel like if something bothers me, it's, it's, I'm very, I'm not like harping on it, but if I find myself starting to, I will, I feel like I like to come to you and just like vent to you. Mm -hmm. And I do want responses. I'm not looking for like no responses. But I'm also just like, if I just tell you about this, no matter how dumb it is, at least I can just like get it off my chest. Mm-hmm. So I feel like just talking to somebody else about it and then and then just being like, yeah, like that is that sucks or that is so annoying. And then you're kind of like, OK, somebody gets it. Now let's move on. Mm-hmm. Like just sometimes you need a little bit of the validation, you know, of just like, oh, yeah, that does. That is super annoying. And it'll just make you feel like you don't have to carry the weight. Yeah. And I think, too, a lot of times we like can rationalize a lot of things in our head. And once you start talking about it to another person, they're like, yeah, like I can see where you're coming from, but that's not really that big of a deal. Ooh, or that's like not, that. that's not the point. Well, I think it is a little bit of a point because, and I think Maybe that's what sometimes. you're saying yeah. is you're like so hung up on something and you can't get it out of your head. Mm-hmm. And then you start like making it worse and worse and worse in your head. Yeah. And then you talk to me about it and you're like, Okay, I see what you mean. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Or like you and I'm not saying like, oh, don't worry about that. I'm just saying yeah. like, you know, hey, you're get you're, a new perspective. Yeah. Not overthinking, but like, you know, you're you're spending too much time on this when that was not the intention it or that's not that big of a go. deal. I'll have to, I have to say, like, little things are like the the hardest to let go because you're just like I don't know, so wrapped up in like how it made you feel in the moment and like then you're like wrapped up in the feeling and it's like yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. You're not like that, but no, I do get, I get it. Um, okay. Let's just end on this one because it's just a, a it's a light one. Okay. Well, we can do two more. Planning a European trip. Any way to do Switzerland without breaking the bank? We didn't spend that much on Switzerland, did we? Um, I mean, it is. It yeah, this is definitely expensive. not a question for me. Why? Because I don't think I booked anything. Like you just did it all. Yeah, but you know how much Switzerland costs and whatever. It's just, mm. um, okay. I mean, one go don't go for uh, such a long time, and also there are hotels that are a little bit cheaper. It kind of depends. Like for me, I was like, I'm willing to spend more of the money to get like a nicer experience. But the one hotel we stayed in that we absolutely loved was the cheapest hotel. So mm-hmm. like, it just was. 
it had the best views. It was like right in a little town. Um, and there's like little, little hacks, I think with like the trains. I don't know. I'm mean, honestly, I don't think I'm like the best person to ask for this. Yeah. Um, cause I'm not like a budgeter when it comes to traveling. I just like to like do it. But I think there are a lot of like Airbnb slash hotels splitting with friends type of thing that you can do. And maybe not going for 10 days, even though you probably could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say based on our experience in Switzerland, and we definitely did not like ball out in Switzerland. Like the hotel we stayed in that we loved was like two single beds that mm-hmm. we like pushed together yeah. to be close by and each I, other. We loved that hotel. And like it was such a cute little room and yeah, cute view. Yeah, it was. And- a, but it wasn't like a super nice no, anything at all. At all. Um, but I would it's say like a buffet breakfast. Like don't don't skip switzerland based on like budget it's so so worth it. if you were like i can i have x dollars to spend like find a way to make that work or find a way to like expand the budget based on other cuts mm-hmm. like i would have cut out some of the other tr- part of the trip we did to yeah. spend more time in switzerland Agreed. because like switzerland would have been more money but it was I would have place. saved money on the other stuff to put it towards that. In fact, I want to go back. Yeah. Like that is somewhere I definitely would like to go back. A lot of places I don't say that about because I'm like, eh, I'd just rather see something else. Not that it mm-hmm. was bad, but with Switzerland, I'm like, I really want to go back there. Yeah. We This past weekend, we were hanging out with my younger brother, who maybe have never talked about on here, but um, my younger brother and we were talking to him about Switzerland. Him and his wife want to go. And since he left when we were seeing him, he's like sent me a few things saying like, I have to go here. He just keeps seeing like reels and TikToks yeah. of it. And he's like, I have to go here. It's the best. Um, one quick plug, if you are... Plug. Plug. Um, nowhere on earth. Nowhereonearth.com. Um, that's actually a couple that we are friends with. And we've had them on the podcast before, but they do... What did we use their itinerary for? Switzerland, I think. Was it? Yeah. They have and those with Switzerland, yeah. Their whole thing is like traveling on a budget and they have all these itineraries of like, you know, if you're going for ten days, do this, five yeah. days, do this, and they like really help break it down. They have like actual planned itineraries, which is was helpful for us for Switzerland because we we just knew absolutely nothing about mm-hmm. like Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, is the train easy? And he was like, It's the easiest and it yeah. literally was. So yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, okay. That's it. Anything else you want to say? I thought you said we were going to do two more. Uh, the other one was... No, not that good. I mean... Not that unique. Not that unique. Mm. I think we answered some good ones. Don't you think? Yeah. Starting a new life chapter after 30. New career, new city, new friends. Asking for a friend. <laughs> oh, well, no. We're going to end on another one. After okay. This. Um, good for you. That's what I say. I think new life after thirty. I have a good, I have a good thought. Okay, let's okay. hear. It. Something I've been hearing a lot on my daily confusion, listening to a million podcasts. Um, I love hearing sto- success stories about people in their late thirties and older than that. I love when people don't make it until they're older. Like, mm-hmm. I think that we put so much emphasis on having to have everything together when we're like. 21 and because some people do and some people have everything 
they are married, they have kids, they have a perfect career and you're like, great. That is so rare. And I also think the other thing is that we should always be changing and working on ourselves. So like we, I, I want this new stigma to be like, you don't have to be like young, 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 like under, mm-hmm. like in your early twenties and have it all together. Like you can start something new when you, like literally you're an example of that. So yeah. Yeah, I, I like that too. It gives hope for me as an old person here. Well, no, I think the whole thing is like it's not old. Like that's the point of it. Yeah. It's like it's you can be like forty and start something new. You can have kids in your forties if you're if you're able to. Like you can, I don't know. There's just a lot. Like so many. Like who was the? I always bring this example up. The guy who started that show that was like the number one show in the world, and he yeah um, pitched it for ten years and got. What was the show? the weird mind one. games squid games squid games, squid games. yeah yeah right? i mean that, that's an that awesome example break. he was older right yeah I mean, he wasn't young no so and there are so many stories like that of people who try something new later in life and you know and just it's not even it, that it worked out yeah. it's just that they tried it that they did it that they were persistent that, that people they kept are going constantly trying new things as they get older like mm-hmm. imagine if you everything you ever wanted you got then what you'd just be bored like yeah so I think new career, new city, new friends. It's like a whole new opportunity that you should just really take advantage of. Yeah. That's a cool cool time and place to be. Okay, last one. Boyfriend of one year. He's perfect, but comes mm. from family that doesn't show affection slash love. How to say I love you first. Julia is the resident expert on that, on saying I love you first. Well, the whole family thing, they don't know how to show affection and love. You can teach that a little bit. I think that I learned a little bit of that from you. Mm. I mean, we both grew up in affectionate families for sure, like emotional, loving mm-hmm. families. Um, but you, the amount of times you say I love you is like, I can't even count them on one hand every day, which I love. Mm. But I told Pat I loved him first, and I've talked about this multiple times. This just also came from a place of me like not being able to hold it anymore. But now that I can look back on it, I was just like really happy that I did it because I felt like I wasn't being my true self without saying it. Like I was hiding this huge thing. And it was like, if you want to say it, we need to like kind of normalize saying it and not expecting anything back and that being fine. Mm -hmm. Just because you feel it doesn't mean someone else feel it. But just because they don't feel it in the moment doesn't mean they're not going to feel it. So it's like that is the hardest part about saying I love you and like, you're like, okay, do you love me too? But it's like, you don't want them to say it unless they feel it, but don't get discouraged that they haven't said it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the feeling of love is amazing and the feeling of being able to say and express love is even more amazing. So I think like you want to say it. You obviously like wrote that in saying, I want to say it, how do I do it? Like, give yourself the space to do it. And I always think, um, like, yeah, you want to do it. How do you do it? Um, For me, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, how you set it up in a conversation or setting. And you're also going into it knowing that you're not sure your boyfriend is going to know how to reply or say it back. So, like, setting it up in that way. Um, Hey, X, Y, Z. I have something that I really want to tell you um, and I don't want you to feel any pressure with this. You don't have to say anything back. I just need to tell you my feelings and what I'm feeling is that I love you. And like, you know, it's not something that needs to be like 
I don't know. I, I feel like when you said it to me, granted, like drunk, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It was just kind of like not blurted out. A little bit. But like, like it's a lot of times I think a lot of people get put on the spot. And we know a couple couples going through this. It's like you you get put on the spot and then you're like, well, I didn't have it planned what I was going to say back or what was this. And in the moment, the first thing for me to was to like not say it back. And then it's like you leave that conversation and then you're like, oh, now I got to figure out what do I say? How do I do this? How do I, yeah. you know, make sure when, she. When's it appropriate now? Yeah, when, exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, you're making a whole nother yeah, thing Yeah, I would have done that part it. differently for sure. Yeah. Like I definitely put the pressure on you and myself because I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older and more wiser. So wise. I would have done it a different way, but I still would have said it. And I would have been a little bit more. Like it still is painful. Like a little yeah. more sober. <laughs> okay. I still would have been a little more like, or I still would have been hurt, I think. Like, I think the emotions are natural to be like, ugh. Like, how great would that have been if you just said it back? Like, and, yeah. and you matched my feelings. I just think it's it's one of those times where it's like, if you don't know that that conversation is coming. Did you have no idea? I don't think. I mean, I knew, like, we had been together for a few months. And I knew that, like, we were both feeling strongly for each other. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you were going to tell me that, like, if you were going to ask me if I knew that was coming that night, like, no, the answer would have been no. Mm -hmm. So then when it happens, <laughs> I'm like unprepared, yeah. you know, versus like going into a conversation that is kind of like built up and both prepared for it. It's like, I love you. You could have said something back. Yeah, which I did. I don't know exactly what I said. It wasn't like, oh, no, not me. Like, No, I just think that you were very silent and like, didn't well, yeah, I was, that's what I'm saying. I was caught off guard. And then because I was caught off guard, then you were like, WTF, he didn't know what to say. And it's like, yeah, I didn't know what to yeah. say. And that's such a an emotional is, is moment where... If they're setting you up for like, like if I would have been like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Like I wanted, all I wanted from you was like the validation. Like that's what I didn't get. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you set it up in a way that's like, hey, I have something to tell you, like no pressure then they can be like, thank you for telling me like I am having a lot of the same feelings or something where you're like, oh, okay, at least you're like kind of on the same page. You don't have to say it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, I think, also can set it up in a conversation where like, hey, um, I would love to talk about how our relationship is going and how we're feeling about each other, right? Like mm -hmm. <laughs> being able to like take a step back and put it into perspective of like what it is then like I think that's helpful where yeah like it coming out drunken like is I was like we're doomed. good is good but it's hard yeah okay all right well that is it for this episode our advice column don't forget we are doing that little giveaway so if you want to be a part of it you'll get some goodies from us all you have to do is dm send a message love that for you pod on instagram of you sending this episode to somebody through text and let us know that you did that and then we will be doing a giveaway um leave us a review if you would like we would also love that on spotify or apple and we will see you guys next week see you everybody bye